Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Well, it's been uh, an exciting time for women's rugby, uh, of course, following on from uh, the World Cup success and what a what a fantastic achievement that was. Uh, they had to make sure they cashed in on. So uh, New Zealand rugby have uh, been pretty active in making sure that uh, women's rugby has been to the forefront. And uh, one of the first things they did is they had to find a uh, director of rugby, the Black Ferns director of rugby, to replace the ultra-successful Wayne Smith. And they've done that. Uh, by appointing uh, the very popular and uh, already a, a big achiever in women's rugby, uh, Alan Bunting, who joins us this morning. Uh, Alan, uh, thanks very much for your time. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, pleased to be on your show. Right, uh, Alan, uh, since uh, your appointment early February, I think it was about the 10th of February, um, what have you been focusing on in terms of uh, putting the squad together? Um, so well, firstly, it's been people. So it's pretty much a you know whole management group, and and then obviously contracting for players. But certainly, look you know, in terms of our players, uh, we've got some awesome experience here that have experienced something special with the last World Cup and, and a few others. And then obviously, there's the the next generation of of talent and um, you know the, the next ladies that need some experience that uh, I think can um, we can move them into a special place for the next World Cup. Alan, how did you uh, put your assistants together? Tony Christie, Steve Jackson, Mike Delaney. How did you come up with uh, that combo? Well, we just I, like I, I probably it was awesome to be you know part of the management group, the coaching group that uh, really shifted the ladies during the World Cup, and then obviously we wanted to really build off that. Um, we probably have to go backwards in some areas to to go forward, but, but the group that we that I um, ended up ended up with were definitely the group that can move us to the next level. Now, uh, during the World Cup, uh, you uh, had a role of uh, being uh, the manager of culture and leadership. Are you still carrying on with that role? Yeah, well, it's what I it's what I normally do anyway. I sort of make sure the the environment is you know safe for our ladies, but really really high accountability um, with some you know expectations of what it takes to be a black fern, and um, you know make sure that we've got the right leaders that can really drive that. So I'll, I'll sort of be behind that with the help of. Danielle Strickland, who I've worked with before, and obviously you know a management group that's really aligned with New Zealand rugby, um, and then extends out to our our competitions because they're going to be really important. Our players, um, not like the World Cup, they're not going to be in that much together, so they're going to be out working on being a black fern, um, enhancing our competitions, club rugby, and then when they come back in the black fern, hopefully do a good job there. Uh, Alan, uh, you were successful, obviously, with uh, Chiefs Manawa. Uh, of course, you stepped aside because you've got this new role. But uh, it was interesting to see the, the Mata 2 come through in Super Rugby or Picky. How closely were you focused on that with, uh, in terms of uh, focusing on, on your squad, etc.? Yeah, definitely. I watched the uh, Picky very closely and Mata 2. And they they start off they you know they had a hard game against Hurricanes but you know as they gradually move through the competition you've seen a real shift in that group and you know, all credit to the coaching staff you had Dan Cron down there and you know, Whitney and and um, Tony Christie and you know, I think a big part of that 
last game was definitely Tony Christie, some of the shifts, especially his turnover attack stuff, really had an impact. Um, and obviously, Chiefs Manawa were probably the consistent team right through. But the real shift um, was definitely Matatu out of all the teams. Were you encouraged by the standard of uh, rugby, Super Rugby or Pukki this year compared to, say, last year? Do you think it's made strides? Oh, yeah, definitely a, like a, a massive improvement. I think last year was a different situation with COVID. Um, really, a real lack of preparation because of COVID. This, this year, obviously, we had a bit more, a little bit more time together and a little bit more certainty around the competition. But you know, hopefully, we look to to see Opaki extend a bit more next year because it is the at the moment it's the foundation for the backrooms. And obviously, we've got FPC at the end of the end of the year. But I see Opaki as a real lead in to our season. How would you like to see it uh, structured um, going forward, Alan? Um, I know New Zealand rugby are working really hard. There's, it, it is you know, a big thing. There's lots of different people involved that it impacts their lives in different ways. But you know, I'd, I'd hopefully for, for next year you'd see it go two rounds and a bit more time for the players to prepare would be great. And you know, then we'd know we'd have 12 or 14 weeks of consistent rugby, especially with a, about 200 and and 10 ladies that coming up off the back of that where we can really grow the next steps and, and take our backfins off the back of that. Is there scope for a trans-Tasman sort of tie-up at that level? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Um, you, know, there'd be, you know, even at the end of that, how do you have a, a top from over there and, and the top from over here come together? I think they're still building their competition and the quality of that. So I think, you know, in the next couple of years we'll see that coming and then hopefully likes of you know, Fiji, Fijiana coming over and, and joining that competition also because they're in the Super W with them. Alan, you've uh, initially contracted 34 players. Uh, I think you've added uh, two or three, including Ruby Tui, since that uh, original naming. Um, how, how influenced in terms of um, the newbies as such, uh, the debutants, were you by Super Rugby this season or, or were they always on your radar? Well, no, all the, the, the new ladies that were there, I, I've been keeping an eye on for a while, but definitely Super Rugby, uh, they put their hand up and we did offer our 37 contracts from the start, but it's just taken a bit of time because you know, some of our ladies have got established lives and it takes them a little while to sort of, you know, we, we offer them a contract and expect them to sign straight away. So um, it's good to have everybody on board now and they're really excited about our new ladies in there and, and what they're going to bring to this team. Tell us how it's going to work in terms of preparation because I understand you've established uh, up to five regionalised hubs. How do they work? Yeah, the hub's already established. So, so obviously we have our, our bit of time together and then our ladies go back into their, their five hubs and um, you know, aligned with what we need. But we've got some good people supporting them there and so they'll go back and train and then when we come back in for our camps, hopefully you know, we've, we've shifted a bit and then, then we'll move into our pack four competition and then after that they'll go into Opaki but they'll still be training in their, their hubs and then off the back of that we'll have a competition at the end of the year. Rightio. Um, in terms of uh, of that, uh, I noticed that also um, there's a personal development day uh, for each of the ladies, uh, I think one day a week, uh, just to, to make sure what that um, life's pretty well sorted for them and, and in terms of semi-professional or professional rugby and life after rugby. How does that work? 
Yeah, you know, it's a it's a really important space that you know, we've we had that um, as a massive priority in our sevens program and life outside of rugby and um, you know with our ladies not having all the eggs in one basket um, and having you know careers and working on establishing their life and you know some of our ladies are pretty young and learning how to live away from home it's really important but you know the things that I've seen is the ladies that have something that they're really excited about and you know, really focused on outside of rugby. It really takes the pressure off the rugby. You know, rugby can be quite a relentless thing and it can end any day. So, you know, if you've got those foundations built underneath you, it can, you know, it can definitely help you under pressure. And then when you do finish rugby, you, you've got something else. Alan, um, in the past, of course, we've always had crossover because of uh, the sevens link were, and then the 15th link and uh, Commonwealth Games, etc. Oh, I just wonder... Uh, where you're at in terms of that now? Are you still holding places for sevens players? Uh, are you keeping open-minded about that, or is this is this your squad as such? No, it's um, you know it's players' choice. Like I know our players love to play pinnacle events. Our sevens ladies will be focusing on the Olympics, but I, I think there is a real opportunity for obviously sevens players to come back across, and, and I think you know, as our program develops, our 15s players to shift that way more often too. So it's not it's more of a black foons rugby program where we can shift between both. You happy that um, there's this competition, it seems, uh, from um, the NRLW uh, over, uh, over in uh, Australia. Um, you happy that rugby is, in this country anyway, is, is, uh, is going in the right direction to securing the future of your, of your players? Yeah, I think yeah, I think we are. We are, we, are, we get into that space. So it is a bit of a worry at the moment. There are a few players that are going over there, but you know, I think at the moment that is, you know, it's probably the best thing for you know some of our players that don't have much. You know, if you're not a Black Fence 15 contract to play at the moment, you have to go back to work. So there is an opportunity to play professional, but hopefully uh, next year and in the in the years to come, um, we'll have some real foundations for our ladies not to have to leave the country. Is it is the, the professionalism in women's rugby progressing fast enough for you? Is it's, uh, I mean, could be could be doing could we be doing more more quickly? Yeah, well, I want it. I want it to happen today because I, I know you know the sort of athlete you get when you've got real consistency over a year. But it's it's not that easy. You know, you've got ladies that have um, got established lives and, and families and, and other things going on. So. And I've been a little bit patient with it, but you know, hopefully we do build, um, you know, from our secondary schools, some way for our secondary school players to go, and obviously our FBC, and then, then leading into our Opiki competition, there's a real strong, solid pathway so that, you know, we're picking black friends that are professionals, not picking black friends that are amateur and trying to make them professional at the black friends level. Are any of them, just incidentally, any of them able to be playing rugby at the moment, competitive, um, you know? full-on contact rugby now, or is it basically just the hubs that you're looking at? No, yeah, it's just, just hubs at the moment. So the hubs and then right. we'll come into camp and we'll probably have a trial a trial game, so there's no there's no competition at the moment. So, you know, hopefully if OPEC extends, we'll probably be playing semis and finals now. The signing of uh, Ruby Tui. Now, it's no secret, Ruby, Ruby Tui is uh, a headline act. You only have to look at stuff. There's, I think there's two articles on her this morning, actually. Um, I mean, she's a huge name uh, within rugby, within women's rugby. How crucial was that signing? And, and obviously, you've shown her a bit of latitude as well. 
Yeah, well, oh, Ruby, you know, she has a massive impact in teams and environments. Uh, we, we probably see what she does on the field a bit more. You've probably seen a little bit more, more what she does, but uh, she's massively valuable. You know, she brings teams together. She she communicates when things ain't quite right. You know, she's a, she's great for, for me because she comes and hits me between the eyes with some real honest honest stuff, which is what you need in your player group. And, and then obviously when she plays out on the, out on the field, she's playing with a, a definitely a higher purpose and, um, and, and a very inspirational, not only to our next generation, but probably across the world. Right, let's uh, look at what um, um, post-hubs, uh, post-camps, etc., um, there was a story that uh, broke, I think it might have been Ruby that, uh, Ruby that broke it actually, about a mini World Cup, um, which sounds exciting. Is that a possibility? Uh, yeah, I think there's, there's something in the pipeline. I think you'll hear in the next couple of weeks what's happening at the at the end of the year. But yeah, it sounds exciting. does sound exciting. Uh, uh, from a coaching point, perspective, there's uh, no other... No better way, I would imagine, to, to have your girls matching up against uh, the likes of those European sides to just gauge what you're, what you're at on, a, on an annual basis, I guess. Yeah, well, definitely. And, you know, we've got new black ferns and, you know, exposing them um, to the Northern Hemisphere, you know, the next couple of years is going to be crucial to the growth of this team. So in terms of what you've got set in contract, explain your, can you explain the play, playing programme going through um, now? Uh, so obviously our, our ladies, we've had one week camp post Opaki. Um, we've got a couple more weeks in their hubs, and then we have another camp um, the week of the twenty second. Then they have a couple of weeks back in the hubs, and then we assemble or we select and assemble our team for pack four, and then we play our part of our pack four is our first Laurie O'Reilly in Brisbane. We play the against Aussie, and then we travel over to Canada and play Canada and USA, and then the ladies return back. And they play FPC. Uh, then we have another Laurie O'Reilly post FPC, and then and hopefully there's something else at the end of the season. Yeah, it looks like uh, could be up to seven or eight test matches, which would be absolutely fantastic uh, when you look at your your past schedule. I was thinking uh, actually I was uh, putting some of these questions together. Uh, rugby, women's rugby is, is you know it's a, in a peak position right now. Do you think um, they could have a, a, a perhaps a a three-year World Cup cycle, or even a two-year World Cup cycle, to just build on what you've got now. It's four, four years seems a long time. Yeah, it does seem a long time, but I like I think you know we have a, a yearly test schedule of seven test matches, and you know it's, it's I don't think it's just about World Cups. It's about every time you get to represent your country, and whether it's four years, three years, or two years. I, I like when I was with the sevens, every World Series was like a World Cup for us. Um, so you know, yeah, three years is. It's pretty good, I think. Four years, you know, we'll make that work. But every time, you know, as long as we've got test matches every year, I think um, it doesn't really matter. Oh, I would imagine you're all over this, but there's uh, also a story coming through out of the UK that uh, John Mitchell may well be lining up to be the English women's coach. That would be an interesting appointment. Yeah, I actually read that last night. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm not sure. I've, you know, I've been following John Mitchell for a long time. I remember when he was... Um, coaching Waikato All Blacks, and I know he's had a journey through England and, and overseas. And oh, I think it, it's great for women's rugby when you've got you know people with that sort of profile wanting wanting to be involved. And, and I'm sure it's going to enhance the Northern Hemisphere and keep us on our toes. I also read where uh, someone had said he'll find it very hard to go after a career in men's rugby 
uh, to all of a sudden become a head coach in women's rugby. W- would you find it would be difficult yourself? I mean, you, you've come from an, um, a background in sevens, of course. You've been associated with women's rugby for quite some time. When you look at a high-profile position, and uh, an English women's coaching position head coach is pretty high-profile, would it be an easy transition? Yeah, well, I don't, I don't know John Mitchell personally, and you know, the, I think it comes down to both coaching men and women. The most important thing is building trust in an environment that thrives, and you know, it doesn't really matter how good a rugby coach you are. So that's probably you know, the first first thing that you got to establish, and then if you get that right, then you see the rugby goes pretty good. So we'll probably just see how it goes. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if he gets appointed first up. Uh, at least you've got all your ducks in a row now and you're progressing forward at the right rate. Alan, uh, excellent to catch up. Uh, just wanted to, to touch base a bit of a report card where you're at, actually, and uh, it sounds like uh, things are falling into place quite nicely. Uh, congratulations on what you've achieved so far. All the very best going forward. Awesome. Appreciate the conversation. Cheers, mate. Thank you.